Church of the Solar. Yes. Oh, wait, no, the Soul Ore. The Soul Ore. <laughs> I did that, well, it's a holiday season, but it's also slightly sunny outside. Yeah, a little bit sunny. <laughs> yeah, just enough to make us go, so... <coughs> yeah, don't, don't have me sing. So today happens to be Friday, it happens to be December, and it happens to be December 9th. Yes. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And this is your community spirit. Let us talk about Occupy Everywhere. OccupyUpdatesDaily.blogspot.com. <laughs> this is the updates from yesterday. 
It's frosty out here this morning, 26 degrees, yet we also still have a flood warning for the Big Muddy River. Hmm. Isn't that odd? <laughs> yeah. Why would that be odd? Well, because I guess flooding while it's freezing, you know, the water's supposed to be frozen. <laughs> <laughs> so, the news for today. Occupy Bethlehem. I actually said that like a good Jew. <laughs> Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Ah. Was evicted last night after the city says they failed to secure a permit, even though they had been notified several times of the need to do so. When the police arrived, the protesters pres present packed up their belongings and left. The city says that protesters who were not there at the time can make arrangements to come and retrieve their items. The group said that they are working on getting a permit. <laughs> See, I heard that they were evicted for uh, sleeping illegally in a manger. <laughs> In Bethlehem. In Bethlehem. Oh, that's a good one. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty, that is See, I should write these Occupy updates. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, here's another one. Uh, appearing in place of Mitt Romney, Aww. Uh, Chris Christie uh, found herself interrupted by Occupy Iowa yesterday. Occupiers Mike checked and said, uh, Chris Christie and Mitt Romney are the 1%. Put people first. As Christie chastised them to work it all out themselves, his staff members and West Des Moines police immediately escorted the protesters outside. To work it out all out themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to work it out themselves. Yeah. By challenging the, the 1%. <laughs> challenging the people who are not working it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm sure they were escorted outside for some nice uh, hot chocolate and uh, calm discussion of the situation. Occupy San Francisco had another run-in with police. They shut down Market Street and returned to the plaza, only to be met by police. At one point during the standoff, a man who was handcuffed by police called out for medical attention while visibly shaking. According to both occupiers and local news, it took at least a half hour for medical help to arrive, but the man was conscious when they put him in the ambulance. <laughs> Some other Occupy news. While the Seattle Central Community College prepares to evict Occupy Seattle, doesn't seem to bother the protesters much. According to KPLU News, protesters uh, strung Christmas lights between the trees, telling reporters that they hope for a peaceful evacuation when the time comes. <laughs> <laughs> a peaceful evacuation. <laughs> Occupy DC had over 70 arrests in a day of actions. Protesters blocked off K Street, the main area connected with lobbying activity. Traffic was backed up for hours as police dragged occupiers out of the road. Many locked arms and then laid in the street, causing police and driver anger alike. Others were arrested for refusing to leave the steps of the Supreme Court building where signs are not allowed. Mm, yep. <laughs> Wait a second. Our Supreme Court building, <laughs> yeah. where we have the highest law of the land, people are not allowed to express their... I guess you can't express your opinion. You only can express the law. <laughs> yeah, well, you can only express verbally, apparently, with no signs. <laughs> they're, they're afraid the uh, the justices might learn something. <laughs> okay, uh, also in D.C., occupiers are beginning a hunger strike. Uh, they say they will not eat and will drink only water until D.C. is given full voting rights as a district in Congress. The last bill to do so failed when it was amended to include a reduction of uh, gun control in the area. Uh, our government's work, uh, let's attach to everything. Let's attach things to everything. Nothing should be voted on unless it also has importance to me. <laughs> yeah, they always do that, attach riders to other riders. And, and then nothing gets passed, I mean. Yeah. Police in Denver have their feet in their mouths. 
That what? doesn't sound pleasant. Officer text messages from car to car have been released <laughs> showing that many officers are engaging in name-calling and bad attitudes towards protesters. Typical messages are seen often such as, quote, telling protesters to step back so a city bus can clear. However, many messages include calling occupiers stupid and retarded. Occupy says this, the city has a bias against them. But, of course, the city claims that a few officers do not represent the whole. <laughs> yeah. Usually when you find one thing, it's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Isn't that what they say? Yeah, usually. I don't know, but it could be just a few. Yeah, it could be just a few. But it's a few that got caught. <laughs> yeah. It's going to make them think more about, I guess, what they're text messaging each other while they're on duty. Yeah. <laughs> Occupy Honolulu has trouble brewing, as does the local homeless population. The city council is working on passing a bill that makes it legal for police to confiscate personal items left on public property for more than 24 hours. While the bill is meant to be used against groups like Occupy, many fear that it will be abused by taking things from the poorest of the poor, the homeless. Occupy New Orleans has been granted a temporary restraining order allowing them to retake the park. The judge ruled that the city did not allow judicial process for the eviction. Occupy Boston is planning to appeal the ruling a judge handed down this week. The ruling, which will not protect Occupy Boston from arrests, says the protesters fail to show how seizure of public land is protected under the First Amendment. Occupiers in Maine are certainly having some difficulty. In both Augusta and Portland, rulings have come out against the protesters. Portland was denied a permit on the grounds of public safety, while Augusta was told by a judge that they must get a permit and stop camping. So it, it seems like people are starting to try to work within the law yeah. and getting denied. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, people on both sides tend to want to turn it into a conflict, but I think there's some honest, genuine disagreements about how to interpret the law. You know, public land, you're supposed to be able to gather on for free assembly, you know, in any means that you have to, in any uh, amount that you have to, as long as you're not, you know, blocking other people from doing so as well. And in theory, that should include camping, that should include whatever it takes to maintain your presence out there on public land. But in practice, some people are saying, well, the camping is too far, well, what is too far, you know. But I, I tend to err a lot in favor of free speech, you know. <laughs> My bias tends to be towards free speech. As long as you're not hurting anybody. Well, what's the definition you know. of free speech? Yeah, well, being be able to say what you want to say in a public space. Okay. And uh, my opinion is, as long as you're not hurting anybody. You know, even so, you could literally rant and rave and uh, yell out um, racist um, expletives at everybody who goes uh -huh. by you, and that's okay. Well, I don't know. At that is point, that free speech. At that point, that's starting to get to the issue of harassment, and that is one issue in which they can try to, uh, you know, address free speech. But then, I, I don't think it should be addressed purely on the basis of, oh, they're staying in the park too long. Well, that is harassment to the one percent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they are being exposed to homelessness. Yeah, they are they're getting exposed to <clears throat> the ninety-nine percent. Yeah, <laughs> and so that is harassment. Well, I don't think actually exposing them to the existence of the ninety-nine percent is harassment. Well, <laughs> maybe they interpret it as such. Okay, which is why they're interpreting these laws this way. <laughs> yeah, well, people do not want to know that there are people you know have been evicted from their homes and have no place to live. Yeah, they said just go get a job. <laughs> okay, well. Obviously, you haven't noticed in America there are none. Yeah. And also, even when we held a sign saying, I have a job, they would still shout, get a job at us, which is <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. 
Well, some people have three jobs. So. Yeah, some people do. Yeah. Um, there is a new um, Occupy movement, Occupy Our Homes, which is moving homeless people into vacant, foreclosed homes. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's about a... I remember the statistic being 11 million foreclosed homes and 4 million homeless. So that's like twice as many homes as there are homeless. Yeah. It seems like so there's th- got to be something we can do about that. You know, That means every homeless person can have two homes. <laughs> yeah. A winter home and a summer home. Yeah. Well, and I've said things about this, and immediately some people will get really defensive and say, oh, you don't, you know, you want to take away everyone's private property. It's like... I'm not saying, you know, necessarily how we should do it. Well, it's there not should be some property way. anymore. The bank it's owns it. It's foreclosed. The bank owns it. Well, then it's the property of the bank. Yeah. So there should be some way. The, even but they're public. We own the banks. We spent <laughs> the money to bail them out, so the public owns the banks. Yeah. So well, therefore, see, that's a mistake we made. We gave them the money, and we didn't ask for any control over what they do from there. Oh. I mean, in theory, you know, if, we, if we're going to give someone, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars in a bailout, you know, we could say, well, let's give in exchange, give us some shares of your bank. <laughs> but that's not what the banks wanted, so that's not what we did. <laughs> oh, well, now we're talking. Yeah. Let's talk about a big company. Okay. Have you heard of Walmart? Walmart? Uh, who's who's that? <laughs> this is the biggest corporation in the world, is that correct? Do they sell walls? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, Walmart spends big to help anti-environment candidates. Mm-hmm. Walmart steers its campaign cash to politicians who are far from green. Now, in 2006, Walmart made huge headline when its vice president for corporate strategy and sustainability... Mm-hmm. <laughs> strategy and sustainability. Yeah. <laughs> they don't seem to go hand in hand, really, to me. But um, Andrew Rubin told a congressional committee that the company would, quote, Accept a well-designed mandatory cap-and-trade system for greenhouse gases. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. Other major U.S. companies have spoken favorably of cap-and-trade, but Walmart, of course, being the large corporation, um, the se- it says here, America's second largest corporation. But even as Rubin was delivering his testimony... Walmart's political action committee was funneling a river of campaign cash into the coffers of lawmakers who would ensure that the U.S. did absolutely nothing to curb its greenhouse gas emissions. Mm-hmm. Literally 80% of in the 2007-2008 election cycle, 80% of the Senate campaign contributions that came from Walmart's political action committee and large donors employed by the company went to senators who helped block the Lederman Warner cap and trade bill. Mm. So this is what you call bait and switch, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Walmart publicly says we are for it, but privately they fund everybody who's against it. <laughs> yeah, sounds like hypocrisy to me. <laughs> well, they uh, well, it's part of a strategy that corporations in general tend to use, where anything they do, they they do in the interest of profit. So what they what they say. They do because they think saying it is going to earn them profit, and what they pay to legislators is what's going to earn them profit. And that doesn't mean the two have to match at all. They can be completely alien things, you know. They could say, you know, the sky is blue to the public and say the sky is, you know, purple or green or whatever to uh, to the legislators. Now you're just messing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you would like to receive the whole news article, um, you must get on our newsletter um Info at yourcommunityspirit.org. 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, also, you can go on to yourcommunityspirit.org and actually listen to us again. Yes. <laughs> if you liked us so much now, <laughs> our sexy voices, you could listen to us again. Mm-hmm. Or not. Yeah. I mean, Or not. Or you can, if you heard it and you think it's great, you can share with your friends saying, you know, I'm not going to listen to this again, but here, have this website. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, Holiday, holiday Debbie Donner. You said that with a smile on your face. I was <laughs> expecting more of a downer. Uh, well, I, the, the show perks me up. I'm, a, I'm not in a Debbie Downer mood. <laughs> Five reasons why you might have the red and green meanies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Let's say this is the hot mess holiday conundrum. The time of year when we gather with our loved ones to celebrate the season of gift giving and reflect on all the bounties of the year and all that we're grateful for. And yet, as soon as we survive our first round of merrymaking in the form of Thanksgiving, uh, which is essentially a shut-in with family centering around sleep-inducing turkey and spirited talk of sports, politics, and the ethics of one stripe or another, uh, after that point, things start to turn uh, cranky. Yes, the weather outside is frightful, but for some, the freaking fire is not always delightful. <laughs> uh, so yeah, here's some reasons. We have some reasons why you may simply not be having a wonderful Christmas time. Step back and ask yourself, are you feeling anxious, guilty? Or if you're indulging in food and drink, it's quite natural that you may be experiencing a bout of depression during the holidays. And here's a sample of the reasons why. Should we really give a sample of why people are depressed? (laughs) It depends if it's going to be depressing or, you know, if we can make it entertaining. (laughs) No, I think they're just depressing. You know, mainly... You're spending all this money for people who you might not really want to give them money. Hmm. Is that yeah, there, there's some. Yeah, you if you may not want to give them money, uh, if you would like to give them, you know, then then there's other people who'd like to give time to, but you're not giving time to them. You're spending money on them instead. <laughs> well, you know, you want to give time. You would like to give them presents, but maybe you can't afford what you really would like to give them, either in time or money or, um, so. Let's figure out ways to create balance. Yeah. Instead of telling you all the ways that you might be depressed, mm-hmm. let's give you some balance. What not to do during the holiday? So what's a holiday hermit to do? For starters, do not succumb to overindulging. That was actually hard. I went to a holiday party last night, and it was just, you know, free food. <laughs> yeah. And free food. open party. bar, too. <laughs> You know how hard it is to not indulge in free? Free is my favorite type of food. Mm-hmm. And, yep. <laughs> yeah. So, I actually, for the first time, only ate a plate of food. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a lot more fun than I usually do. So, you're playing into that negative feedback loop that will actually make you feel even crappier if you feed yourself to try to feed yourself to try to make yourself more happy. Yeah, it tends it tends to lead, and it's not just you know a food thing. It's a indulgence in, in anything that you know you do to try to entertain you. If you go off in one direction extreme, then you go back and swing back in the other direction extreme. It's a time to try to keep more balanced. And I actually I I want to get I am exercising more in this last week, and it's it's surprising how much brighter my outlook in life has been. Mm-hmm. You know, usually we get this crankiness during this time because I overindulge in my food and I don't exercise as much because I want to be inside because it's cranky weather. <laughs> yeah. 
So on a, the jogging really helps me every day. It's uh, I know not everyone uh, is, is ready or able to jog, but uh, the physical activity in general, you know, it, it raises the the heart rate a little bit, and it gets the endorphins flowing, and it can help help get rid of that uh, sinking feeling. And also, sort of on an opposite note of, people tend to do too much at this time of year. You know, the, the sun is getting low in the sky, and there's less daylight hours, and uh, we don't have to feel pressured to do too much at this time of year. It's a time to rest as much as you can. Yeah, you have to remember that you are also a special holiday guest. Yeah, you are. You know, <laughs> would, you, would you take your holiday guests and make them run around and do all this shopping and deprive themselves of sleep? You know, no, you wouldn't do that to them. Right. So why would you do that to yourself? So remember, this is the time to spend time with people you care about. Um, call people if you don't have them around. Call people that you care about. Get back in touch with the people that you have lost touch with. Yeah, it's a time to. It is a time to reflect and think about things, and it is okay to feel sad and lonely. These are normal, actual feelings during holiday times. Yeah, yeah, particularly but, at this time of year. But realize that this is a, a time to um, help others and reach out to others. Yep. So. Yeah. And remember, it's only as good as you're treating yourself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then, of course, spend time with people who care about you. That's a good one. Yeah, and spend time with new people or a different set of friends and family. If, you, if you're if you getting that frustration of, oh, we're getting in these same family arguments, you know, spend a little time with someone new who's uh, who you could have new arguments with. <laughs> yep. But my favorite on here is do treat yourself as a special holiday guest. Yeah. That's always a good reminder, you know, because especially... You know, especially the, the most gracious among us, you know, they'll do everything they can to try to make everybody else feel good, but then they forget about themselves, and that, that leads to getting depressed. Now, if we so could, you are an important holiday guest, too. Now, if we could just get some new Christmas music uh-huh. or, you know, ban a couple of those one, songs that uh-huh. drill into your mind, how about this one? Does it uh-huh. get you? Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, let's see, yeah. Uh, I know this one, the Paul McCartney. <laughs> Aggressively happy pants song. Yeah. Simply. No, 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 no. Please. <laughs> I'm not ready. After Christmas. It's too soon. I'll have a whole week. Yeah. To sing that song. I don't know. I like Christmas music. I like a little bit of it. I also tend to like some of the different quirky, like, you know, uh, spoof music like Weird Al. Yeah. And, you know, music for other holidays that happen at this time of year, uh, you know, like solstice-related music. I don't know. I just like happy, bubbly, bubblegum music Well, the important- for about a week. Yeah, <laughs> for about a week. And the important thing is having the control over the music. <laughs> if you're forced to listen to it at work, then even if you usually would like that song, it just gets bad really quickly. All right. Before we get into the happenings, have you heard that there is a U.N. climate talk? in Durban. Mm-hmm. Well, have you seen the video of the U.S. youth who stole the show at this U.N. climate talks in Durban? Tensions are rising rapidly in Durban, even as negotiations continue, well, in theory at least, somewhere behind closed doors. Now, what ended up happening is a group of youth actually, well, one particular woman actually managed to get into you know, 
right into the middle of it. And as a U.S. negotiator, Todd Stern was called to the platform to give his address. Abigail Boren's voice rose from the back of the room to speak, quote, on behalf of the United States of America, because my negotiators cannot. Highly lighting that the objectionist, obstructionist, Congress has shackled a just agreement and delayed ambition for too long. Now, security actually led her away, and as they led her away, uh-huh. other negotiators actually applauded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Leaders from around the world were applauding as they, as they led her away. And the, it, the U.S. actually had a press conference where they changed their tone. Mm-hmm. When they realize that, wait a second, the rest of the world realizes we are delaying climate talks. Yeah, <laughs> I they, think that's they what had, Yeah, it shifted it so they had to address that fact. You know, uh, they could they could say you know it's it's a misconception that they're doing that and all that, but they had to speak to it because she spoke to it, and I think that's an important thing. Yep. Today's holiday. Well, we'll have to skip the holidays and go right to events. But yes. l- today happens to be National Salesperson's Day. I thought <laughs> I'd throw that in there. but And I will not be able to do the holidays very much anymore because the free website that gives me the holidays now wants to charge me forty nine ninety five a year. <laughs> so if anybody knows of a good website which has the list of holidays, I would like to know that. Because I'm going to email this website and say, we use this each week on our radio show and we announce... You know, have announced and will announce your website if you yeah, give it to us for us, free. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not going to pay fifty dollars a year to find out what the holidays are. Yeah. So, anybody know where a great website is that has a list of all the holidays in the week, uh-huh. the quirky and the fun ones we've been announcing? Yeah, you can send right. it our way. So, speaking of uh, quirky and fun holidays, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the, the year's winding down and. Uh, 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 there's lots of wonderful activities that have been going on at Guy House this semester, and uh, now there's a, a chance to breathe and to to have some fun. And it's the the fun is going to st- start this weekend with the first annual Chris Mahana Kwanzadan. <laughs> That's actually a holiday and an event uh, happening this weekend. It's the uh, Saturday, December 10th at uh, 7 p.m. That is tomorrow. Uh, this is a fundraising party for Guy House. Uh, it's uh, got all sorts of cool stuff going on at that party. There's uh, Kid Tiger will be performing there. Uh, the Sawade will be performing. The Na Breeze Dance Company, which is a belly dance troupe. Uh, all sorts of good stuff. You can stop by Guy House during business hours today or especially during the, uh, the Rice and Spice dinner tonight in order to get advance tickets for $5, or you can show up at the door for 10 Exciting times over at Guy House. And the Rice and Spice theme tonight is in celebration of Local Food Day, which is tomorrow. So mm. there will be local food, and rumor has it, Southern Illinois tapas. So that's tonight from 6 to 9 p.m. Mm. Yes, and the, uh, the For Kids Sake uh, art auction, uh, that has uh, been going on. It's now on display at uh, 11 Carbondale Businesses, uh, and it uh, is having a closing... Uh, several closing receptions, eight closing receptions around the town square. Did you say eight? Yes, eight. <laughs> eight closing receptions around the town square. Yeah, so that's so you tonight. Can, yeah, that's tonight. Uh, tonight, 6 to 9 p.m. 
Uh, you can visit each art exhibit, enjoy live music, and sample delicious hors d'oeuvres. And uh, it, it's pretty amazing, eight different sites with all this art, and it's, it's benefiting the kids, so it's a good time. So not only is tomorrow Local Foods Day, tomorrow is also United Nations Human Rights Day. Come celebrate United, Na- United Nations Human Rights Day Saturday, December 10th at 12 noon at the Carbondale Town Square Pavilion. See UN 30 Articles of Declaration of Human Rights. Use your freedom of speech and peaceful assembly to demonstrate your rights. That will be noon at the Pavilion, downtown corner of Maine and Illinois, sponsored by the Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois. Yes, and we saved the best one for last. It's the 2011 WDBX Annual Membership Meeting. It's happening on Sunday, this Sunday, from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Carbondale Township office. You can meet board members... Meet station manager Kevin Bishop, uh, nominees for the board, and socialize with HIP members and volunteer staff. Uh, uh, it can be s- snacks there and all sorts of good stuff. 217 East Main Street between Holtz Tire and the Blue Martin. Parking available at Bank of Carbondale entrance and rear. Good times. All right. Hope to see you around. This will be a good weekend. See you again on the radio next week. This is Ord Energy Mon.